takes an order from the UN for him to come over a backhand. Not be serious! That ball was on the line! Shock blew up! Oh, he's toying with him now. Hey, Caitlin. Chris, how are you? It's been a while. It's been too long, my friend. It's been too long. I'm right on the, uh, the precipice of the championships, Wimbledon. The championships. You said last year that we should just start calling the Wimbledon tournament the championships, and you meant it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's it's like uh, I don't know. Like I'm kind of like turned off by the Ohio State University, but I definitely yeah. like the championships. Yeah, these are totally different because the championships connote class and dignity and history, unlike the Ohio State University, which, which is... connotes marching band formations. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're on the precipice of certainly the most prestigious, the most storied tournament of the calendar year. The championships at Wimbledon, which take place in London, which is where I'm going in a few days. Yes. Which is exciting. Uh, and you're going to see some matches, I assume? I hope so. I'm doing yeah. a bunch of racket events. So right. <laughs> between... It's only right. Uh, it's only right. Exactly. Uh, one thing I am trying to do, and I don't know if I can pull this off, and by the time people hear this, it might have already happened or not happened, but there's this incredibly weird sort of buccaneering band of Germans who have formed something called white club tennis. And they <laughs> are known for kind of having like a club system. That's like really sort of for the people in Germany, but they also do all these weird pop-ups. Like they played, they made a court at the top of a bridge, like the Pont Neuf bridge in Paris, uh, where they got Gael Monfils to like play tennis on this like very narrow bridge and like filmed it with drones. And then they built a court on the top of a, a mountain on a hockey rink in wow. a shipping container yard. So they do these illegal pop-up tennis courts and just play tennis and have a really fun time with beers and drones filming it. So we're going to try to do one and, while we're there. And they should definitely be a racket piece, for sure. We um, we have a picture from their latest sort of campaign in, our, in the issue that we just sent to the printer. So I feel like, you know, some mild law-breaking, some cans of chalk paint, two Vespas holding up a tennis court net, you know, like what could go wrong? <laughs> Sounds perfect. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, totally. And Serena Williams manages to be in the news even though she's not playing tennis. I don't know why McEnroe can't shut the fuck up about this. Yeah, I mean, his context of like the in the larger context were not that bad or he kind of, he's like hedging. But I mean, uh, once again, he's, John McEnroe he's, he's, somehow answers the question yeah. about Serena Williams saying that he has in a number of different contexts, like, oh, if Serena Williams were playing on the men's tour, she would be bad, essentially. She right. would be, like, ranked in the 700s. And, like, he's answered this question a couple of different times throughout the years, like, talking about the Williams sisters. Yeah. So Venus has gotten the mix. I th I'm pretty sure other female players have sort of gotten this comparison. And it's just like, come on, dude. Yeah, maybe you're getting asked about this. But at some point, can't you just be like, this is a dumb question. Next. Right. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... If dudes could carry children, like what kind of <laughs> pregnancies would they have? It's like, what? Right. Who cares? <laughs> right? Would it change men if they had children? Well, certainly, of course, it would. It would. <laughs> it would dramatically sure. change them. Yeah. It's impossible to say how. Also, like, why is John McEnroe the expert at this? If John McEnroe were playing tennis today with his game, with the current like racket technologies and his physique and build, he probably would be in the 700s. Do you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Not to shit on him, like he's a great tennis player and one of the like stalwarts of the game. Right on balance value add let's be honest a lefty serve and volleyer yep. who has like a concave chest right. like i don't think he would you <laughs> right. know set against rafa nadal yeah which is not to say like, i prefer his game to rafa nadal's but i'm just saying like in what context is, does that thought experiment need to happen yes exactly i wondered if he was thinking about or like the source of all this was that match 
Do you remember both of the Williams sisters played that? I think it was a German guy in like 1999. Yep. Karsten Brasch. And he, he was like a modern-ish for then Bobby Riggs who like drank and smoke and stuff. And he just like <laughs> blew them off the court. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, well, sure. Um, I guess that's how it would be. Uh, but also they were like 17 and 18 back then. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think the only difference now would be not even that they're better players, but like they're smart enough to say like, oh, there's nothing really to be gained yeah, by this. No exactly. Things. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And I think, I mean, this is like essentially what we're talking about is the battle of sexes. And I think what's so interesting about this is it's super irrelevant, except for now when they're starting to be trailers uh, coming out for the Battle of the Sexes movie, which stars um, Emma Stone as Billie Jean King and Steve Carell as the infamous male chauvinist pig Bobby Riggs. He looks like, great. Do you remember when Bobby Riggs played, or did you ever read about when he played the doubles match in like the 80s? Oh, what, no. I thought he, that was the end of his career when he got humiliated by Billie Jean. No, it was another, I think like Martina and someone else, they played in doubles <laughs> and he was deaf. I think when they play, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like such a weird. It was like some. It was like some off-brand city, like Atlantic City or something. <laughs> I mean, and look, I live in Jersey, love it to death, um, but uh, it's yeah, not, it's off-brand. Let's it's it's not the championship, uh, <laughs> the championships. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why this question has such staying power. Not because it's not interesting, but I feel like we all kind of know the answer. So why does it keep, why are we spiking the football over and over again? She's still the best yeah. athlete of the 20th century, like, let's, or early 21st century. Like, let's just let it roll, man. Yeah, I guess I just, like, I, I don't understand, you know, to me, as somebody who likes both the men's game and the women's game, like, I don't look for the same things out of the two of them. Like, I know that no woman will serve harder than the fastest serving man. Right. And that's, I don't think that's quite as interesting. I think the personalities on the women's tour are actually far more interesting and the, the variation in who you get right. um, character-wise is like crazy interesting. Like Yelena Ostapenko, since the last time we spoke, won the French Open, a teen from Latvia who basically plays like full bore, balls to the wall, I'm going to hit every line tennis. And like right. Novak Djokovic would never play that way. Right. Right? Well, and, and so that's exciting to me. Right. And like the way Nadal played, which... Uh... I was like the highest percentage tennis yeah. <laughs> just, just he in so much as like so smart. he played so, so smart and he was back to doing the thing where he's like hitting winners off rally balls, nowhere near a line. It was like yeah. a, a little, I, I wouldn't say boring cause it was cool to see him win the 10th. I mean, round numbers shouldn't mean anything, but I, it. but, it but I thought boring. it was cool. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't bored, uh, but it wasn't, you know, it's not an exciting match. Like whoever was never in it. It's rare to see a final when the other guy's never in it. For me, personally, it was boring. It was a boring match because it wasn't competitive. Again, was it fun to like watch the history of it? Sure. But in terms of the actual tennis itself, the outcome was never in doubt. The points were so one-sided. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, I actually do watch tennis not necessarily for like the star power. I watch it because I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, what it must be like to be on the court hitting this ball. Like, watching a final on the women's side between Halep and... Um, Ostapenko anybody could have won that match and the points were excellent and it was yeah. evenly matched it was very exciting to see someone kind she's of doing kind it of, right and she's like either going to be like in these tournaments like in the semis or out in the second round like 100%. it's all or nothing yeah. and now and now we have Victoria Azarenka back on the yeah. women's side joining Petra Kvitova 
and like it feels like for the first time we have some actually uh, legitimate Serena replacement contenders. Right. And like, and the, the crowd's going to be so behind Kvitova. It's going to be bananas. Oh, yeah. I mean, it should be, right? The other players yeah. are behind Kvitova. And for anybody who doesn't know, she got her hand, her playing hand, brutally injured by a knife in a home invasion incident months ago, only months ago. And everybody loves her and she's super nice and she's won Wimbledon twice in very declarative yep. fashions both yep. times. She's just so tough not to root for her. She's got a huge serve. She's a big lefty and she's like super, super, uh, you know, she's taking joy in the court in a way that maybe only somebody who's come face to face with something real dark, serious yeah. shit can. Yeah. She can win it because she has. So for me, what a great tournament. And then you've got all these up and coming types who've been dominating while Serena, Azarenka, Maria Sharapova and Petra Kvitova haven't been right. around. Yeah, it would be really fun if Azarenka kind of made moves in the tournament. That would be great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, on the men's side, everybody except Rafa is playing it. Is he playing this tournament? Uh, he's kind of indicated he's skipping grass court season. I don't know if he's going to play Wimbledon right. or not. I mean, do you do you think like a grand bargain was struck between him and uh, Federer at this point? Yeah, he's not playing Wimbledon. So Yeah, last I heard he was still undecided, but it sounds like maybe that's yeah. old information. Yeah, maybe they were like, you get grass, I'll get play. Right. And, like, we'll leave the card courts for, like, Novak and anybody who wants right. to challenge but it. But, like, for those guys, it would all be unsaid. You know, they would just, like, share a glance and they would immediately know. <laughs> yeah. At this point, they gather in their, like, champion's dungeon <laughs> before each tournament and put on their rings. Are you, like, an Illuminati person, Caitlin? Because that... Are you into that? <laughs> I am. Um, I was just on all these flights, nine flights in 10 days, going to Australia. And I watched all of the John Wick movies multiple wow. times. Wow. Great movie to okay, watch on a plane. Sure, I believe that. And there's a lot of Italian um, catacomb set Illuminati stuff. So the answer to your question is yes. <laughs> so uh, I was thinking, if you could, you're a traditionalist to a much greater degree than I am about tennis. If you could uh, scale Wimbledon back to giving serve and volleyers a big advantage, would would you do it? Like, 100%. Really? So do I like, need to hear more? Or? Bring it back, Tim Henman. Like... You want like spe- like specialists. I mean, I guess this grass court season isn't really long enough for specialists any anyway. But where it would screw with who was winning matches because some... I'm going to tell you something. It is fortuitous that we're speaking today because yesterday, the year of our Lord, 2017, Sunday evening, I went up uh, to Westchester to enjoy a rare treat of playing on grass, which doesn't happen very much because we live in New York City and there aren't that many grass courts and it's like the grass court season is very short. And usually the kind of clubs that have grass court tennis courts do not allow people like me. Uh, And I'm going (laughs) to infer probably people like you. but No, no, it's like a retina scan at the door. Yeah, Exactly, like a wealth check with your like investment banking team. Right, (laughs) so like (laughs) I don't get to play on grass very much. I love it it's incredible it's such a different experience i didn't hit a topspin shot the entire match whoa Um, wow my serve was like extra ferocious because i hit with a lot of slice Uh and uh basically the on the rare occasions i've gotten to hit on grass i have the feeling and it was confirmed yesterday that this is like the way the game's supposed to be played at least by me yeah so coming into this your question with this context this recently renewed context nonetheless uh i have to say yes and the other thing i was going to say is the courts at wimbledon notoriously have been slowed down the type of grass that they plant the way they mow it um it gets a little slower because it gets worn off 
Whereas the grass courts in these warm-up tournaments, and certainly the kinds that I would have the rare occasion to play on, are fast, like grass courts. So nobody hits really topspin balls on them. And even watching like Feliciano Lopez win Queen's Club the other day, yeah, they were hitting topspin shots because they're professionals and they can just handle the pace at that speed. But it was a ton of serving and balling and slicing. Yeah. And that made me so happy to see. And I think there's two ways to interpret your question. Should we go back to the day when the court was faster and serving and volleying was like the only effective way to play on it? Maybe. But should Wimbledon be as fast as other grass courts around the world so that, yeah, the game still looks somewhat modern, but does sort of emphasize uh, the unique way you need to play on it such that like specialists like Feliciano Lopez do do better? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I think the courts should be faster. And I think it would... You would still see the familiar faces. It wouldn't be totally like people out of the woodwork who, you know, are going to play with wooden rackets. But you would see a, a shakeup at the top so that Federer would still probably do really well. Nadal never would have won right. um, a Wimbledon. Right. Right. Yeah. That's I mean, okay with me. I think that's cool. Right. Totally. I mean, although there's a chance he would have figured it out, right? I mean, he's great. He's one of the greatest of all time. You don't, don't you, you think there's no chance? Uh, I think he moves well enough to figure it out or he did very early his strokes just aren't yeah i mean look he did it so what do i know right Um, but he did it on a slower court i have another question which is did did you buy grass court shoes to do this like interestingly did, did you go all out well here's the thing i had to wear white shoes because uh they they make you they don't allow you on the court if you don't wear all white including your shoes get out of um, here really seriously oh yeah but then, but then what happens like does someone tell you like there's oh, always yeah. those rules but how do they wow they have like Actually, a doorman on the courts basically a couple of years ago i was playing not at this club that i played yesterday at the westchester country club but um at Westside, and somebody got yanked for wearing shoes that were not more than 50 percent white that wow. was the rule i wear all white shoes so actually here's to answer your question there is an answer to this because i looked into buying nubbed shoes the last time i played on grass which was a year ago and the private clubs won't let you play with grass court shoes because it tears up the court Wow. Right. So I guess it's that effective because you do slip a lot. I fell twice yesterday hitting like a diving volley, which again, like what a dream scenario. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Like, you that's don't mind the that. way you want to play tennis. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, unless, I guess unless uh, somebody is paying to see you play, meaning you're a professional athlete right. that can, you know, draw a crowd, the club would rather you didn't uh, mess up their grass courts. Yes. So should we talk about the men's draw? Because we've talked a little bit about the women's. Sure. Um, sure. Novak, no Nadal. Federer's looking incredible. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> he just schooled uh, Zverev yeah. in 50 minutes. I He's know. like young up-and-comer who everyone like has. He's great, huge, yeah. He's great, but like yeah. not great enough. Hammering him, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you think he's like, would you say he's prohibitive favorite at this point? It's crazy to say. He's 36. But yeah. I, I think he is. I don't know. I mean, I mean Novak yeah. hasn't had a good season. He's playing Eastbourne right now, which is a warm-up event. And like he hasn't played that event he hasn't warmed up for Wimbledon before right. he right. usually just trains he doesn't play a tournament he's not in a great place with his no. game Kane Gori is pulled out of an event last year last week with like a back injury yeah there's a couple like outside the top 10 but like in the top 10 Milos Raonic hasn't had a good grass court scene you know like it's yeah. not it's not flush with people who can beat Federer yeah on no. grass where he's gonna have the entire crowd you know yeah on their feet the whole time totally and, and like Andy Murray obviously has had a real, yeah, yeah. Things are too. not good. Things are not good. And 
and and the sh- shorter points are amazing for Federer. Like that helps oh, him yeah. a whole lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I have to say, like, it's going to be pretty. Like, the Americans are not going to do well. No. It's going to be a pretty one-sided affair. And Federer, if anybody can stop Federer, I don't know. I kind of like Lopez, maybe. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. The he... beautiful Feliciano Lopez with that like booming lefty serve. Yeah. And just like slice, he'll slice. Uh, it takes it, it like it. It takes an order from the UN for him to come over a backhand. Like he oh, will yeah. slice, even to pass almost. He'll slice. It's crazy. Oh yeah, it's like Steffi yeah. Graf. Right. Steffi Graf hit like two topspin backhands in her twenty something year. Career. <laughs> like she really didn't want to do it. Right. Exactly. And he has like so so yeah he has like the compact slice and then this like really ornate forehand where he's like bringing it all the way up and down and around. What a great game. What a weird Yeah, his it, forehand is Spanish, but the rest of his game is like throwback right. continental. <laughs> yeah. That's a really you know good what I mean? point. Yeah. Oh. Totally. Plus he's a dreamboat. Uh, notably in an Instagram story he did uh last week from the Queens Club tournament, he was nude. Wow. Okay. All but for like a very small uh, covering. Mm-hmm. He like snap, basically Snapchatted himself in bed, like being like, "Oh, it's hard to get up." Hey. It's like, come on, man. This so, is what I look like without trying. Hey guys. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> a friend of mine sent a, a short video of him taking off his shirt, and then a woman behind him basically fainting in the stands, but not before <laughs> capturing forty pictures with her telephoto lens camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I can't right. decide if being that good looking is a life burden. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> how could it? In what? Okay. In what way do you see it as a life burden? I'll tell you how. Because did you ever see that Thirty Rock episode where uh, Liz Lemon dated a character played oh. um, by John Hamm? John yeah. Hamm, aka the bubble. John Draper. Yeah. The Bubble. Yeah. 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 This guy goes through life putting Gatorade in dinners because nobody is ever going to call him out and be like, "Actually, you don't cook with Gatorade, you dummy." Right. So it could be that one of those situations. He can barely make a conversation and can't read. Yeah. On the other hand, we all live a lie in one one way or another. So wouldn't wouldn't that lie? His lie is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. His lie is awesome. (laughs) All right. I've got to go. Okay. Yes. We Um, uh, need to check in. Maybe we can do it when I'm in London. We always say that sort of thing, but it's a little harder to coordinate than we think. But I'm up for it if you are. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. From the championships? Uh, from the championships and remember when you're over there especially if you can't watch it wimbledon radio can't say it enough love it it's great another shout out to anybody there or here who wants to hear totally relaxing yet scintillating match calling it's like relaxing just while you're puttering around the house i love it yes it's great all right caitlin have a good one okay until soon bye chris bye-bye